This week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth is presented by Four Craft Cocktails and their new Transfusion Canned Cocktail. The original golf cocktail, Four's Transfusion blends premium vodka with ginger, grape, and lime to create a refreshing, ready-to-drink beverage on or off the golf course. Visit fourcraftcocktails.com to learn more or order online. That's F-O-R-E craftcocktails.com. Must be 21 years and up. Please consume responsibly. I'm Chris Lang for the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to this episode of the VSGA's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. The heart of tournament season is upon us here at the VSGA. Just next week, we'll be running eight championships in a last chance qualifier for the upcoming VSGA Amateur at Cedar Point Club. It's busy, but it's a fun time of year for sure. Today, we're talking to a competitor from one of those upcoming events, Jessica Spicer, who will look to defend her title at the VSGA Women's Stroke Play Championship, a 54-hole event that begins next Tuesday at Mount Vernon Country Club. Spicer is originally from North Carolina, but after her career at Virginia Tech, she lives in Virginia and plays in both VSGA and Carolina's Golf Association events. Last June at Wintergreen Resort, Jessica shot a three-day total of 217 to win the Women's Stroke Play title, making her the third Hokie since 2017 to win the championship, joining Becca D'Annunzio and Amanda Hollinsworth. Jessica also teamed with her twin sister Sarah in May to win the VSGA Women's Four-Ball Championship in an exciting playoff over Alexander Austin and Lauren Greenleaf. We chat a little bit about how the Twins got into golf, how Virginia Tech came into the picture, what it was like to help lead a program from its infancy all the way to the NCAA championship, and what her future in golf holds. Afterwards, stick around for a quick conversation with Steve Soreo, which we recorded after a six-stroke victory on Tuesday in the VSGA Senior Stroke Play Championship at Chatmoss Country Club in Martinsville. A proud UVA alum, Soreo now has wins in the Senior Amateur, Senior Fourball, and Senior Stroke Play Championships. He only needs to win the Senior Open, to complete the VSJ's career senior slam. Thanks for listening. And now my conversation with Jessica Spicer. All right, here uh, today with Jessica Spicer, who is the defending champion of the VSJ Women's Stroke Play Championship. Jessica, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, we'll just kind of start with the beginning. Uh, how did you uh, end up getting into golf when you were a kid? Was it, was it kind of a thing that you and Sarah did at the same time? Yeah, it was. So we actually kind of did it at the same time as our dad. Um, he he really got into golf kind of later in life. And um, he just started taking me and my sister to the golf course. And we were about seven and a half years old. Um, and we just kind of fell in love with it. I think it really helped that, you know, we had each other to do it with um, and also with our dad. So it was kind of a little family activity and that made it really fun. So when did you guys get really serious about it then? So we started playing in little like local tournaments, U.S. kids tournaments and stuff when we were about nine years old. I would say we started really taking it seriously. Probably when we were like 12 or 13. We started playing um, a little bit bigger tournaments, um, not not too big, just like the, the Carolinas Golf Association stuff at the time, because, you know, we're from the Carolinas um, and uh, the Peggy Kirk Bell Tour and stuff like that. And we started taking lessons. Um, but yeah, I mean, really from, from the beginning, I think, you know, we, we played a lot and practiced a lot, um, but probably didn't really take it seriously until we were about 12 years old. And then we really got into it from there. Okay. 
um, you know, growing up in the Carolinas and everything, how did uh, Virginia Tech come into the picture for you guys? So I think being from like the Durham area, we were always really big into the ACC. Um, so we, we looked at schools all around, you know, different conferences, but I think the ACC was just really special to my sister and I growing up um, around Duke and UNC and NC State and all that stuff. Um, and so we honestly hadn't even really looked at Virginia Tech um, until the coaches reached out to us. Um, and we just kind of started looking at it and we were like, hey, this is a, a good distance from home. This is in the ACC. It's a really good school. You know, it might be a really good fit. And we just went on a visit and we went to a football game and everything. And we just we fell in love with it. We fell in love with the campus and the atmosphere and everything. And it just ended up being a great fit. So was it always going to be a package deal for you two? Did, did you want to go to the same school? So I think we briefly considered not. We were just kind of like, you know, we'll look at all the schools and whatever school we both like, you know, we'll go to. But I think pretty quickly in the process, we kind of realized that we were going to want to stick together. You know, we had just growing up, we'd always been close and done everything together. And especially from a golf standpoint, you know, we'd always played golf together and had each other to practice with and stuff. And we just figured that it would be more of a risk to go to different schools and end up hating it, then, you know, we knew we would not be too unhappy going to the same school. So we ended up deciding to do that and it, it worked out well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you, you guys were uh, some of Tech's earliest recruits. It was a pretty young program at the time. Um, how did Carol kind of sell you on the vision of a program that didn't have a whole lot of uh, track record at that mm -hmm. point? Yeah. So I think she did a really good job of just you know, kind of getting us to see her vision for the program and see that it had the potential to be a really good program and that we would kind of get to be the ones to lay the foundation for what the program was going to be, which was a really unique opportunity, especially at, you know, such a big, uh, you know, ACC sports school that it was really unique that they didn't have a women's golf team thus far. And so, you know, I, I think that ended up really kind of coming into fruition that it was really cool to kind of come in at the ground level and watch and be a part of the program growing and getting our first, you know, team win and being the first team to go to regionals and then nationals. It was just, it was a really fun journey. And I think we kind of saw that, um, with her from the start and, you know, it was a little bit of a gamble, but it, it ended up working out. Yeah. Definitely fast forward to, to that national championship year and being able to, to, to get there. I mean, how satisfying was that with, with such a young program? I mean, you were talking about the foundation laying to, to be able to reach that goal and, and get to Arizona. It was really awesome. It was, it was great to be a part of that. And especially, you know, I think we had kind of extra buildup because we were having such a great, season in the 2019-2020 season and you know we knew we were going to go to regionals and we were really thinking it was a great chance to make it to the national championship and then COVID happened and so <laughs> none of that ended up happening and you know we had to wait a whole year and so I think it just made it extra satisfying to make it in that final year and it was just it was incredible and to make it as a whole team it was really really satisfying. Well, as a college athlete, too, what was it like having to go through that COVID year and all the uncertainty uncertainty that was around that? It was it was very difficult. Um, you know, I think it was obviously nothing that 
anybody could have expected. And then, you know, to, for me, I was really playing some of my best golf right before the COVID break happened. And so, you know, to be playing so well and, and looking forward to the postseason and everything and all of a sudden just have it be, okay, guys, we're not going to do anything for basically for the ACC and end up being a whole year because we didn't play that next fall season. Um, so it was, it was crazy to be at a time when I was about to graduate college and then it was kind of like, oh, just kidding. We're going to do it again. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was definitely an adjustment, but I think in the end it was, you know, for the best for me, I got to stay an extra year um, in college and, you know, just play golf for another year with the team, which was, which was really fun. And then to ultimately get to make the national championship, it, you know, it, it really worked out and it just kind of teaches you that, you know, everything happens for a reason and you just have to kind of roll with the punches in life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know you had a lot of success in Carolina's uh, golf association events, a uh, quick shout out Maggie Watts, who used to work for us at the BSGA, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, but you also started playing in VSGA events when you were in college. I mean, Carol seems to encourage the out-of-state Hokies to play in our events. So, uh, why is that, do you think? Well, I think it just, it works out really well that, you know, the VSGA does allow people from out-of-state to play because, you know, a lot of girls in college, I mean, for me, I wasn't that far from home, but some of the girls are really far from home. And so it's nice for them to be able to have something to play and it can be hard to find tournaments to play in over the summer and it definitely helps to to keep yourself you know in that competitive mood um throughout the summer in between college seasons and so i think you know we typically get some pretty good fields in the in the major vsga events and so i think it just really helps to to be able to keep those competitive juices flowing and get a little competition in there and you know sometimes we end up playing against our teammates which is <laughs> kind of a unique opportunity, but it's fun. Yeah, I guess on that note too, what, what do you like about Carol's coaching style? I think that she really developed a lot as a coach in the time that I was there. And I think that she just, uh, she came up with a really good balance of pushing us, but also encouraging us, um, you know, and, and making us work hard, but also giving us you know, the time to recover in between events. Um, and, you know, she really kind of let us dictate what we wanted to do. She would give us drills and stuff, but also gave us time to work on what we wanted to work on and understands that everybody kind of goes about golf in their own way and practice in their own way. And I think she just, she, she did a really good job of supporting us in our journeys to get better and, you know, not trying to overstep and, and, and dictate how it was going to go for each person. She really let us be our individual selves and just kind of pushed us to be the best versions of ourselves. That's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you and Sarah played together in a, what, two U.S. women's amateur four balls, correct? Mm -hmm. And then you obviously won our, our women's four ball this year up at Fond Lake. Congrats on that again. Thank you. Um, just, you know, what kind of makes your relationship work so well on the golf course? Well, I think obviously, you know, we kind of have a unique insight to each other's <laughs> games and, and minds. Um, but I think it, it's it's just really easy to play with your twin sister because, you know, everybody always in four ball is so worried about letting their partner down. And I think, you know, between the two of us, we just we know that we're always trying our hardest and, you know, we just have fun out there. You know, we talk about 
just random stuff and we just have a good time and and we know how to encourage each other and how to help each other you know if if one of us is struggling a little bit and it just it just ends up meshing really well we just have fun and we love playing four ball together and so i think it just it works out really well and our games kind of complement each other um you know i like to play a little bit more aggressively i think she likes to play a little more conservatively so i think that works works really well makes us a really good team what was that experience like in Puerto Rico this year? I know that was a new stop for the USGA for, for a national championship. It was so incredible. So we actually, uh, we were the first, we were first alternates at the qualifier. And um, it was about a week before the tournament and we hadn't gotten in yet. And Sarah was actually talking to me and she was like, should I contact the USGA? They always say, you know, don't call us, we'll call you or whatever. And I was like, you know, it's a week before the tournament at this point, I don't think we're going to get in. And so then she calls me later that afternoon and she's like, we're in. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so we have like five days to plan a trip to Puerto Rico. Um, (laughs) So that was a a unique experience in itself, but it, it was awesome. I think it made it that much more rewarding that we really didn't think we were going to get in and then we ended up getting in and we just had a great time. Um, it was a beautiful resort and the course was beautiful and in incredible condition as always, you know, it was, I mean, it was a little different having to, you know, travel. I mean, for us, it wasn't that far, but, but I think, I think it was a really cool experience and it was just a beautiful place and it was a great experience for the two of us. How, how neat was that too, to have like three, three sides from Virginia make it to match play. Do you get a chance to, Talk to Lauren and Alex and Sydney and Melanie much down there? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So we actually um, just kind of randomly in our practice round ended up playing with Sydney and Melanie. So that was cool um, kind of seeing the um, Virginias represented there. But yeah, it was it was awesome. I think it just kind of speaks to how many great players we have around the Virginias. Awesome. Um, you know, let's go back to last year's women's stroke play uh, up at Wintergreen. What was kind of your best memory of that event? Well, I I think just, I mean, the whole thing really, (laughs) I kind of went into that tournament with somewhat low expectations because, you know, I had just finished uh, my college season and hadn't really played as well as I wanted to. I kind of knew that, you know, my game was sort of there, but I just hadn't really produced results when I was in tournaments. And, you know, so I was just think I'm maybe a little bit burned out on golf at that point and just was kind of like, let's go and just have fun. And, you know, my whole family came and we almost made it like a little vacation because, you know, it was in, in wintergreen and, you know, it was a cool place. And so I just went into it with low expectations and just ended up playing really well. And I think that was my first win in a, quite a while at that point. Um, and so it was just, it was really awesome for me to just, kind of get that confidence boost that I could still do it, you know, when it mattered. And, and that was really, really fun. And I remember talking to you last year about that and Carol was, was texting you guys. I know you and Alyssa were up, up at the top of the leaderboard. How cool is that to, to, to hear from her and have her encouragement when you were out there? It was awesome. I mean, she's usually really good about that. Um, even now, I think, you know, she'll, she'll text us sometimes, even though, you know, I'm not on the team anymore. Um, but, you know, she still keeps up with us and she was always keeping up with us and just sending us little texts when we were at tournaments and, you know, saying, you got this and you can do it. And, and it's just, it's, it's really nice to know, you know, that, that she cares about us even when we're not at school. Yeah. 
Um, I guess looking forward to next week. Uh, have you had a chance to play Mount Vernon yet? I have not. Um, so I'm going to get a practice round um, and, you know, hopefully figure the course out during that. But I have never seen it. Okay. So it's, I've, I've played it once. It's a, it's short, but it's it's challenging. I mean, like a lot of courses uh, in Northern Virginia. So mm-hmm. it, I think it's going to be a good test up there. Um, I guess what kind of shape is your game in right now? It's pretty good. Um, I haven't really played any tournaments. This will be kind of the first tournament in my little stretch of my summer season. So, you know, that's always a little interesting when you're kind of coming in, not really knowing what to expect, but that worked well for me last year. So, <laughs> you know, so it, it the game feels pretty good in practice, but it's always different in tournaments. So, you know, we'll just have to see. Yeah. Are you working on anything in particular right now? Um, I've just been trying to play a lot um, in preparation for competition since I have kind of had a little bit of a, a break. Um, but, you know, just kind of working on short game a lot. I've been, been making some small changes to my swing. So, you know, that it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But, yeah, just kind of working on everything. Okay. Um, what, what, what's your kind of mindset going into a three-day event like this? So I think I always try to – just kind of balance expectations and confidence, you know, try to have the confidence that I can do it, but also, you know, just go into it with the mindset of I'm just going to play and it's golf and you never know what's going to happen and just kind of take it, you know, one each round at a time and just go out there and, and try to enjoy it and just, you know, make the best of whatever I have on that day. Um, I guess, what's your future in golf look like? Are you going to stay amateur? I know we talked a little bit last year. You were thinking about dabbling in professional golf. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's your kind of future look like at this point? Um, so I think I'm still kind of at that <laughs> that same point. Um, but I've kind of – I've actually had a lot of people encourage me, um, you know, that you're only young once and you kind of have the whole rest of your life to work um, and that you can't really, you know, work for – five or 10 years and then go back and try to play professional golf. So I think right now, you know, I'm just going to obviously stay amateur for the summer and just kind of, I've got a bunch of tournaments lined up. Um, and, and fortunately I've still been able to play a lot of golf and practice a lot. Um, haven't had to work too much, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but so I think I'm just going to kind of see how that goes and then, you know, think about possibly going to Q school if I feel like, you know, that's still something that I want to do at the end of the summer. There seems to be a few more opportunities for professional golf for, for women at this point. I think there's what that East Coast mm-hmm. tour that's starting as well with the, I mean, what are the opportunities look like out there right now? It's definitely getting better. I mean, it's it's tough for women in in professional golf, you know, if you're not on the tour just because there's there's not a whole lot of money and there's not that many opportunities. I mean, I think the East Coast professional tour is definitely, that, that looks like a really great opportunity um that's coming up um you know but it's just hard to find stuff without having to travel a lot to play in and you know like i said the purses they're never really going to be what they are for the men you know even at the at the lower level so it it's definitely it it's a struggle you have to really love it and want it i think um but it's definitely on the rise i think obviously seeing you know the us women's open purse was that, you know, the biggest that it's ever been this year. I think that's a good, a good sign for women's golf, um, that there is a lot, some interest there and that it is kind of on the rise. So I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes in the next couple of years. I think it's going in a good direction. 
Okay. Have you, have you had a chance to talk to some of your old teammates that may have gone through that process? I know Amanda Hollingsworth is still out there trying to trying to make it happen there. I mean, what, what kind of advice have you gotten from them? Definitely. Well, I think, you know, Amanda gave me the advice. I was talking to her a little while ago and she just said, you know, if you're going to do it, you have to be all in. Like you can't kind of be, oh, maybe I'm going to do it. Maybe I'm not, you know, so that I think that that was a good advice to me because that's kind of been my attitude <laughs> is I've been a little bit like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, she was kind of saying, you just you need to commit to it if you're going to do it, um, which I thought was good advice um, from her. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's great to have people that have that have kind of tried to do it. And I actually caddied for Emily Mayhar at the second stage of Q school last year. So that was a really good experience just to kind of see what that's like, what that process is. And, you know, obviously it's not the same as playing, but it's still good to just be in that atmosphere and kind of see what it's like. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what your game looks like next week up at Mount Vernon. Uh, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll see you soon. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. With the humidity across the Commonwealth where it is, and so many water coolers still not out, you need a drink that's cold and refreshing. An easy go-to can be the new Transfusion canned cocktail from Four Craft Cocktails. Four's Transfusion blends premium vodka with ginger, grape, and lime to create a refreshing ready-to-drink beverage on or off the course. Visit fourcraftcocktails.com to learn more or to order a four-pack online. That's F-O-R-E craftcocktails.com. Must be 21 years and up, and please consume responsibly. Not many players found Chapmont's Country Club and its tricky greens easy earlier this week. Only three players in the field at the 36th VSJ Senior Stroke Play Championship managed to break par. It seemed like Steve Sorreo was playing a different golf course, though. Dialed in with his wedges, Sorreo hit a ton of shots close and converted, leading to a 9 under par 135 and a six-shot win over Buck Britton in the championship. Here's a quick conversation with Steve that we had after his victory. Thank you. Oh, man, I wanted to win so badly. You know, it's so much more fun being the chaser than the chasee, especially those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the chasing. So, yeah, I got off to a bad start. You know, I made a great par on on one, a great two-putt on two, and a nice par on three. Then I totally butchered four and five. But my game plan going in was to shoot 70 and make them do something amazing. Because I, I got to where I was starting to count strokes already, like how much I'm up, down, because John was two under. So after number five, I just told myself, just just try to shoot 70 and we'll see what happens. And that's that kind of worked out. I started really... You know, hitting fairways and greens, and had some really good two putts. I, mean, I had a lot of long putts up and down hills, and I hit them to where I didn't need to worry about them too much, which was nice because I'm not super confident on the shorties. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, was nine, nine was your first birdie of the day? Yeah. Okay, so it, that, that kind of gets your confidence rolling a little bit. I know it's a shorter par five that suits sets I needed up a well for you. I needed a birdie. I didn't hit a good drive, but I, I was fine, and I hit a good shot in the front of the green, but it was a great two putt great two putt from, from down front. Um, could have birdie 10, just you know, one of those putts that's, that's hard to make. And then I, I birdie 11 and 12. 12 was a great birdie. You were there for that one. Mm -hmm. That bunker shot could have gone into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a great bunker shot, made a you know, downhill five footer. And that's when I started to not really relax, but feel like, okay, just they got to do something crazy to pass me. So I just really try to get it just do my routine do my swing thoughts 
and just do what I do and hope it was good enough, and, and, it, and it was. Talk about that that bunker shot on 12. It's a long bunker shot. Yeah. Um, what's the key to, to hitting that shot well and, and, and keeping it in play? For me, under pressure, aim farther back and swing hard. All right, give yourself room, like two, three inches behind the ball, open a cup base a little bit, and just go ahead and swing hard at it, be aggressive. And that's, you know, that's fairly safe. I don't think I'm going to be three inches off and catch the ball first. Right. And that's kind of how I've always tried to play those longer bunker shots. Um, that one especially, I just did one. I mean, I'd have been fine if I had a 25-footer if it was on the green. You know, but I, I caught it just right, as you saw. And the putt was not easy. Man, it was fast. But, yeah. But that's the key for that shot for me. Then on 11 as well, you, you got it up there to what, like three or four feet maybe? About two feet. Two feet. Yeah, uh, that's a great wedge. Been working with um, you know, working with Sean Patterson at Willow Oaks. You know, I always work with Mike Lang. I mean, Mike Hot, and I still would, but Sean's put the effort into you know, because he's at my club to learn my swing. And we went and got a tune up with him on Saturday. He spent 15 minutes with me, worked on my wedges a little bit, worked to make sure I was doing my swing the way I, I thought I was. So yeah, so that that was just a perfect wedge shot for me. It was 90 yards, and I I didn't even try to play that hill. I just aimed right at it, and and it sat right there. So. That kind of feel like a turning point too, because John looked frustrated, like he had to match you on that hole there. And he, yeah, that yeah. I could, yeah, because John was playing, you know, he was playing really well, and he was, you know, he had some chances. He missed an eagle putt on number nine, you know, the short one, you know, eight feet. So yeah, that birdie on that one made me feel like, okay, now if I just birdie twelve, like I should, because it's, you know, it's it's reachable for me. I had to do it the hard way, but right. <laughs> yeah, after number twelve is when I started feeling, okay, I'm in control again. So, did you ever imagine uh, winning by six six shots against a field like this no. with the the depth of senior golf? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. These guys are so good. It's so hard to win. Mm. You know, I didn't sleep real well last night. The half hour delay sucked. It's <laughs> like that's when I get going. But yeah, that's no, I, no, I did not imagine that. I'm used to trying to chase these guys. You know, I'm not used to being ahead of them. So, and it feels good to beat them occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it, you, you all seem to get, get each other at some point. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I've got my am. I've got, you know, I won the two rivers last fall, which, I mean, what helped was I, I played well with each of these guys before and beaten each of them before in, you know, in a big tournament. So I wasn't out there thinking, you know, I had some sort of, you know, that they have something on me. I, you know, I felt like I was confident enough that I could play with them. And that lead yesterday, you know, that's what made me more nervous, honestly, if I didn't have such a big lead. Because mm. the last thing you want to do is just have something catastrophic happen. <laughs> but I don't know what the question even was, but yeah, it's, it, it was nice playing with those guys. And nice, like, I beat Dave in the final, right? I lost the buck in the final, but I played great. You know, I've, I've played plenty of golf with John. He, he's beat me most of the time, but I've, I've beaten him in a couple of places. So yeah, it's, it's fun playing with guys that you play with a lot. And they're so good. They're so competitive. Um, it was just, I mean, I didn't really relax until 18, honestly. There you go. But, I mean, it had to have felt good to just be able to tap in one for birdie. It did. To close it out the proper it way. It did. It felt good to make that. But I missed a short one yesterday. I could have had 64 yesterday. Mm. But you tried to qualify for the for the amateur, correct? I'm but in the am. I got in the playoff. Okay. And, I'm, right. and I am um, second alternate for the Open. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're exempt now, anyway. So into, into the AM for for well, winning the uh, for winning this tournament. So I'm in so. the AM. So maybe someone one of the alternate guys gets in. Yep. 
Nice. So. Good. Hopefully it's, yeah, there's two good guys that lost in the playoff. Good. Hope that helped them. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are your kind of expectations going into that event in a couple of weeks? State Am. Um, I love the course. You know, I'm, I'm playing well, obviously. Length out there won't make a difference. I hit it plenty far enough. You know, just I, I got to, you know, I had the City Am in Richmond before that, which is one I've always wanted to try to win. So I just don't want to, I got to try not to get burned out before then. But yes, I, I like Cedar Point. I think I can make the match play. And then once you get the match play, you know, I think I could beat anybody if I'm playing right. So you never know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Steve, congratulations again. Great thanks, playing Chris. this week. And uh, we'll see you down the road. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, thanks. Thank you to our guests today, Jessica Spicer and Steve Soraya. As mentioned, next week is going to be a busy one in VSJ circles. To keep up with all of the championship coverage from the VSJ Women's Stroke Plays, the VSJ Super Senior Stroke Play Championship down at Lake Chesden, and the VSJ Junior Match Play Championship over at Willow Oaks Country Club, visit vsga.org and follow along with live scoring via the MyVSGA app. That will wrap this edition of Golf in the Commonwealth. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and so long until next time. This week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth is presented by Four Craft Cocktails and their new Transfusion Canned Cocktail. The original golf cocktail, Four's Transfusion blends premium vodka with ginger, grape, and lime to create a refreshing, ready-to-drink beverage on or off the golf course. Visit fourcraftcocktails.com to learn more or order online. That's F-O-R-E craftcocktails.com. Must be 21 years and up, please consume responsibly.